Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, a little bit of both, because what it takes to write the book you want to write, what you want to write, excuse me, is what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. That is true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, free premier writing magazine on the internet featuring articles on writing. Yes, all kinds of writing, craft of writing, business of writing, but also the writing life, just what it is to be a person wakes up every day and has to create something from nothing. That's right. We are a holistic writing magazine, and uh, we feature video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genre. The current number one, the author who is currently number one on the New York Times bestsellers list, as I understand it, Britt Bennett. Why? She is my this month's interview. She's up there now talking about her book uh, and just her life. It's a great conversation. Curious? Go check it out. Next month, I just talked to him yesterday. Bruce Van Dusen uh, has been working as a commercial director, television commercial director for 40 years, 30 years, 35 years. Fascinating guy. He's written a very fun, bouncy, readable memoir. And we talked about commercials. We talked about Hollywood. We talked about writing. It was a great conversation. So you see, we're all over the place. That's Author Magazine at authormagazine.org, and we're funded by the people over at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. They have been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. Yes, they have. Still doing it. Yes, they are. Every month they have meetings that you can attend virtually still from wherever you might be, or, well, they can go. you can come virtually to our this year's Writers Conference, which will be last week in September. Or was it the 21st and the third week in September? Again, virtual conference, great. Virtual conference is not so bad. I'm going to be teaching at the uh, Alaska Writers Conference virtually. I'll be teaching a few classes there. They're a lot of fun. You know, they're, you know, they're not the same as being there. I admit, I love being in the classroom with people. You know, I do like the feel of it, but can't do it right now. So we are glad we can do this. And, uh, you can do it, too. So if you want to attend, if you want to uh, check out some of the classes on the craft of the business of writing, or if you want to pitch your book to agents and editors, we've got a lot of them, go to pnwa.org. You can sign up for the conference. Yes, you can. Well, today's guest, Sharon Harrigan. Oh, she's got a great book out. Uh, she is the author of the novel Half. And uh, in a starred review in Booklist, said that fans of Jeffrey Eugenides, Andre the III, and Jane Smiley will adore Harrigan's suspenseful, lyrical, and consuming exploration of two difficult lives intertwined. It's raw and powerful. Halfway will stay with you. And Publishers Weekly wrote that Harrigan's bold, stylistic choices and memorable voice lend the novel a sense of mystery and magic, well-suited to the themes of childhood fears and adult disillusionment. Riveting and inventive, cut above the average coming-of-age tale. Forward reviews called Half Gripping, and New York Journal of Books called The Point of View Astonishingly Effective. She lives. Uh, she's also the author of the memoir Playing with Dynamite, which came out just a few years ago. And she teaches at a Writer's House in Charlottesville, but she's with us now, isn't she? Yes, she is. Sharon, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Bill. All right, well, Sharon, you know, 
I ask this of everybody now still. Oh, maybe I'll stop asking it soon, but how's it going? How are you doing with all this Michigas? You uh you doing all right? I don't is there much sheltering in place still or are you guys free to wander the streets however you like there in Charlottesville? Um yeah, here in here in Virginia, we're we're uh, still wearing our masks everywhere. Um yeah. I'm actually uh in the uh, cuz I don't have a landline at home. I'm at the University of Virginia where my oh. husband teaches. And we just walked through the campus, and it is eerily empty. Uh, classes oh. started yesterday, but they started online, at least for the first two weeks. So it's, it's, yeah. it's um, normally this, like, river of students and bustling, but it's very creepily quiet. <laughs> I yeah, I was just talking to, uh, as I mentioned in my intro, Bruce Van Dusen. He works, he lives in New York City, and he said, you know, it hit. He said, and his wife and he went for a bike ride right down the middle of Fifth Avenue, and that was just them and their bikes and nobody else on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, so that was back in like quiet. March, yes. you know. Yeah. Um, but no, out of curiosity, this is about you. It's not about your hubby, but I'm interested. What does he teach there at the university? It's not creative writing, is it? No, no, it's economics, which is pretty much the same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, economics! No, but it's the the dismal science, right? Isn't that what they call it? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's right. I have interviewed one economist in my years, and he was a very interesting guy. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. So you and, and you teach at Writer's House. Are you guys doing classes virtually? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Good. Good. All right. But let's let's back up, Sharon. Let's back up. Uh, Playing with Dynamite, that was published in 2017, and that that's your first published book. Is is am I yes. is that correct? Okay, right. That was, and then Half is your first published novel. Just came out. Yes. But so boom boom, uh, but that's the ones that just got published. How far back does your relationship to writing go? Is that a childhood thing? Yeah, yeah, and I um I, I'm kind of trying out every genre. Um, so I started, of course, with, with poetry, um, back when uh, I was 14 and started taking poetry classes and, you know, and then I became this sort of accidental memoir writer, even though my MFA was in fiction. And then now I'm finally, uh, using that MFA and, and publishing a novel. So yeah. Well, and the next thing is like, probably going to be like screenplays. No, I'm kidding. No, no. God, stay, stay with the novel. Listen, Hey, I, actually, yeah. I think I am convinced, uh, I've said this to many of my guests, but I still feel this way, that there is a direct link between poetry and memoir. I feel like... Oh, uh, absolutely. There's so, there yeah. so many great, fantastic memoirs that are written by people who started out as poets. Um, yeah. So, yes, you can think of it. I mean, not all, not, not all uh, poems that have I in them are, you know, directly about no, the I who's no. the poet, but, but it's at least a persona that it, that's intimate in the same way that the, yeah. the I is in a memoir. So, absolutely. And, and I think a lot of memoirs have really poetic, lyrical language, too. Yes, um, often. And also, yeah, when and you write a, a poem. They're allowed to do a lot of reflecting. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. And when and when I was doing poetry, um, I switched to like personal. I found when I wrote, when I started writing tons of personal essays, short personal essays. I felt like they were little poems because they're like little yeah, glimpses absolutely. of my life, you know. But I always thought the poet is. Sort, I mean, even though I even when I was doing poetry, I would have little characters telling the stories or whatever. But it was always like, look at life this way. Like, look at life yes. in an interesting way. That the memoir is to sort of well, not sort of it should be doing the yeah, same thing. Yeah, thinking on the page. Yeah. Yes. yes yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, anyway, and, and, oh, cool. yeah, you know, in fiction, we're yeah, in fiction, we're told to show, not tell. But in memoir, you can do some telling, and yeah, in poetry yeah. too. Of course, yes, indeed. Although you still, although really, ultimately, the memoir. I sometimes I will have people who really like to say, I think I want to write a memoir, but I have no idea what that is. What is a memoir? It's always surprising to me, but I get that question. And sometimes one of the best ways to describe it, someone who thinks they want to write a memoir, is you should think of it as a novel. It should read like a novel, essentially, but yes, based on absolutely. real life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, there should be suspense. I'm a big believer. I, I teach memoir. That's mostly I teach different oh. genres, but I, but um, I've been teaching since 2013, book length, uh, year long classes for people who want to write their own memoir. And yep. the first year we 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 try to draft the memoir, and then the second year revise it, flesh it out. And I've even had people stay with me for a third year. Um, wow. So yeah, of course the first the the first question is what is memoir, and I. And I do have them think about it in terms of like a story, just like you would think of a story when you're writing yeah. a novel. There's a there's a there's a character, you know, who who wants something and then has some obstacles, and then we read on to see, you know, whether that ca- character gets what he or she wants or not. And so it has the same story arc. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, it's uh, there are so many things that you could put in that you leave out. Um, so it's yeah, easy to I make hope. something read like a yeah read like a novel even <laughs> when you don't make anything up. It's like we our lives aren't like novels. No, no, that's one of the first things you have to teach them, isn't it? That like there's your life and then there's this book, and the two are related but they are not the same. Yeah, yeah, it's like point zero zero one percent is of your life is what you're going to put. That's in right. Book. That's yeah. right. That is correct. And it's hard, you know. It's interesting. So you wrote. So I didn't get to read Playing with Dynamite. How much of your life did that cover? Did it cover a very specific part, or was it really yeah, an overview? It, um, so it, it started with um, with these questions. My dad died when I was seven uh, mm. in a mysterious, bizarre accident that I never understood. Um, huh. it, and so uh, growing up, I kind of um, always wondered. And then he also um, had lost his right hand and part of his arm, um, wow. Before I was born, playing with dynamite. That was what I was oh. told, and I never knew what that meant. So um, at some point, uh, as an adult, I wrote a blog post about this, and then that t- turned into an essay. And then people in my family started talking to me and telling me these stories that I felt compelled to document. And um, wow. and it, it was like a little you know snowball that I made that turned into a snowman. Um, so I started. Wow. So the the, the arc of it was I had these questions, and then as I talked to more people, I found out some more answers, but then, of course, I found out more questions. Right. <laughs> you know, went down a whole bunch of rabbit holes, and um, and I, I kind of had this, I, I didn't know what I was going to find, um, but I knew that it would, the, the, the book would end, that the arc of it would be once I answered these questions, once I got answers to these questions. Um and uh, and I did. I won't tell you what the answers were. Okay. Uh, how <laughs> he died and how, what he was doing playing with dynamite when he was 18. Um, right. But um, so it had its own kind of arc. Uh, it had its own kind of container. Um, yeah. But when I talk to um, other my students who are writing memoirs, I, I tell them they do have they have to find a container. It's like uh, yeah. you have to decide. Well, there's there's this one point in my life where I was, uh, you know, had this 
amazing adventure or had this uh, ex, you know, extremely dramatic experience and that it's, that's the thing that, that I'm going to write about and leave everything else out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you focus so that, it around. And that, that's hard for Well, I, I'm doing one now. I do not know if I'm going to, I do not know if I'm even going to show it to my agent, but I'm working on it anyway, which, which just revolves around my experience with one game that I played again and again and again. Yeah, now exactly. Kind of Perfect. Throughout my life, you know, and so, but and it strangely, it's, I'm amazed how it's working, you know, because I thought I'd just give it a try. Um, all right. So that, and so did you find, we're going to get to half, I promise, but I'm still interested in playing with dynamite. Um, did you, did you obviously though, if it's a, if it's a memoir, you know, there's, Oh God, what's her name? Uh, don't let's go to the dogs to, under the, sit under the tree of, Oh yeah. shoot. I'm forgetting her name. Abigail. Abigail. That's Abigail Thomas. That's not no, it's oh. Fuller. It's Elizabeth Fuller or something. I interviewed right, her. Right. I really liked her. She's great. Um, she was interesting memoirs because it was so much about her mom. She like she was like witnessing her mom and writing about her mom, and she was in it too. But it was an, very unusual because it was much a portrait of this crazy, yeah. interesting person. Uh, mm-hmm. Is playing with dynamite? It, is are you still the main protagonist in that, or is it really like? Sort of yeah, like, unfortunately, um, unfortunately, I am because when I started out, I thought. Well, what I mean is, um, and and I'm being facetious. That at first I thought that I could leave myself out, that I could oh, just yeah, make it yeah, about yeah, my yeah. dad, you know, yeah. seeking uh, seeking answers to questions, finding out who he was and what happened in in this in this era that um that is became kind of mythical to me, and then um. I, and unfortunately, I just mean that like I had to actually put myself in it, uh, which um, I was kind of uh, hesitant to do just because it, you it, you make yourself vulnerable on the page. Yes, and anything yeah. that you ask of your characters, like if you really want to reveal who they are in, in an honest, candid way, you have to do more than that with yourself. You have to really, you know, uh, reveal and you have to. Um, be vulnerable and you have to yeah. show a side of yourself that you don't show anybody that you're. You know, your best friends don't know. I had people yeah. who read my memoir who'd known me for many years and who were a little bit actually miffed. Like, wait a minute, I had to find this out about you by reading your book? You couldn't have told me? Well, but, didn't you know, come up. Yeah, there were, well, or it was like there are some things we don't reveal, right? Um, yeah. And also even some things we don't reveal to ourselves until we really start yeah. doing that stuff. Well, some, hey, if you do it right, if you do it right, Sharon, you don't realize this about yourself until you write it. Hopefully, exactly. You write it down Writing you go, is the damned. discovery. You discover right. it as you're. Yeah, Joan Didion said, "I write to find out what I'm thinking." Yeah, yeah. So. It's true. It's true. All right, so you did it, you big brave person. You you wrote the memoir. Yeah, it was scary. It. Oh yeah, yeah, but you put it out there and you found a publisher I for did. it. And and I suspect that you had been at the writing thing for a little while when you had published that, yeah? Yeah, so I started writing poetry when I was 14, and then I studied it in college, and I did a you know, that, that was, I was very intensively thought of myself as a poet and did some, um, you know, ran a poetry series and all these things. Right. Um, and then I realized, then life happened, you know, I, right. You became a, I became a mother pretty young and then a single mother and had to support myself in New York city. And then oi, at a certain oi. point, uh, I real yeah, I realized that I was really wanted to get back to writing and that what I was mostly reading was prose was novels. And so I oh. really was, I was finally at a place where I could 
take the time to study, and I got my MFA in um, fiction relatively recently. I just got it in 2012. Wow. Um, okay. So, right. yep. And then, of course, the first thing I do after I get my MFA in, in fiction is write a memoir. But you <laughs> right. <know>. of course. <laughs> well, you know. And I do have a poetry it. book coming out, which soon. Oh. So I'm like coming oh. full circle. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, you're on a. Yeah. You are on a roll. I caught you just as you're ready to take off, yeah. and I've got you by the tail. Uh, all right. So you. So you. So you. You. And you. And it sounds. And so you married again. Yeah. Down there. You're down there in I Virginia did. now. Yes. All right. Yeah, and, in my, um, I'm in, in the economics department office right now. Right, right. You're down there in the economics <laughs> office, and um, and so you've written this. All right. So then you say, okay, so you, you finish playing with Dynamite and you get it published, and that must have been very gratifying to find a publisher for it and begin that part of your writing journey. Um, yeah. It, half, uh, which is a very interesting book, just as all the reviews said, and. Um, Difficult in certain ways, and it, it tells a very tales of very mixed characters, about very difficult people and interesting people. And what, what uh, were you had you already begun it before you started writing Playing with Dynamite, or did you wait to finish? Yeah, your actually, memoir? it um it it grew out of a short story, and yeah. the short story was published in 2013. Um, and oh wow! So, and then after that. The, the memoir just, yeah, it, it it just had to happen when it happened because there were people I needed to talk to while I still could, while they were still alive. Right. Actually, someone actually died before I was able, my father's best friend, before I was able to talk to him. So I wasn't oh. even, like, just in time. But anyway, so I had to drop everything and do that. Or I felt this urgency. I feel like people who write memoirs all say, like, they, they had to do it. There's some kind of urgency, or else really they wouldn't do it. Um, because it's, <laughs> it's rough to have to reveal these secrets about yourself sure. um sure. but anyway so yeah and then so the short story got some attention it won a prize for the at the key west literary seminar it was published in played nice. and won the kinder prize the best story for that year and so started and thinking hmm, maybe i can stretch it out um because it also the story uh covers 25 years even though it's only yeah. 12 pages and so i thought i it's kind of like a tiny novel i could just you know put in the middle because i had the beginning and the end <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, I know you're laughing. Everybody laughs. Oh yeah, like middles. Middles are easy, right? <laughs> yeah, just the 250 yeah, the, the, middle pages, and we're good to exactly. go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that was um, you know, that moment when like a project comes to you and it's you're so excited about it and you're really not yeah. thinking about all the work. But um, well, that's that that's was my good, idea, though. and I did I and I did like the beginning is kind of the same, the ending is kind of the same, and the middle is like all new. Yeah. Well, but you know, having the having a beginning and end is great. I mean, I got to say, having an end yeah. is great. The, and, and the ending hard. didn't change. Uh, uh, no, not really. I mean, yeah. there were like things leading up to the ending that I added. I mean, but the kind of yeah. ends the same. Yeah, it ends with yeah. this, frankly, this emotional, the emotional beat is what I really yeah. wanted it to end in, and it's what the story ends in. And uh, actually, I had some other endings at some point, and it was like, well, no, I, I, it, I, it needs to, like, go to that deep place of right. regret and remorse. And I, I actually have to take people there. <laughs> right. All right. But that's good. So you have that as a destination, because I always tell my students, like, look, you know, of course, books take drafts, but, like, you have got to at least – finish a draft of any sense of what your book is. Cause until you get oh, to yeah. what you think is an end, cause you don't know until you get to the end, what the end is. And it's right. nice to have, once you, once you know where you're headed, it, it's helpful. Cause then you can start going and taking everything out that isn't a part of, that isn't leading you there. 
right? Right, exactly. And then you can, like, because once you know what the ending is, which you want to be surprising yet inevitable, yes. right? Yes, then you ha- yes, You have the part that, okay, you put in the surprise, but then for the inevitable part, you have to then go back and plant little clues, right? Yes. So that people can yes. think, like, oh, yeah, I should have seen it coming. But, like, the clues can't right. be that obvious, right? No, no, that's the magic. You don't want people, but like, feeling, that came out of nowhere. You know the ending's going to be. Yeah, right. That's right. In that way, Sharon, every novelist is to some degree a mystery writer, just a little bit. Yes, You're, yes. Right? I, I think, yeah, that's true. I mean, I was kind of setting off to write a, a, a novel that is structurally pretty um, unusual, uh-huh. um, and the language is kind of unusual, but in the end, it actually is even a, a little bit of a murder mystery. So, yeah, and a I had bit. to, Yeah, a little bit. And. And then besides the who killed the dad, which is what you get in the prologue, and we have to read on to find that out, there are other things that are mysteries. I mean, the main mystery, I think, is with these twins because they speak in one voice, and you know at the beginning that that voice is going to break in two. How does that happen? Why does that happen? What thing compels them? They're so close to 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 pull apart and then you know so that's kind of that's a mystery you know too yeah and I think you have to uh, Sharon I gotta say about that voice at the beginning when you're having them speak as one it it I didn't even realize that's what you were in other words I thought it was one I I mean I knew you were speaking as two but it felt like just one well that's what I was hoping such a weird thing I didn't even notice what you were doing. I just accepted well, you know, it I, as this one voice that, of two people. That's great. That's great. That's great to hear. Just yeah. like you know, um, you know, if, if somebody is like doing this intricate dance, you don't want to know how they did it. You just want to no. like it looked normal, right? That's you don't right. want to see them sweat. Um, and also, yeah. like I, I don't know, my MSA, my MSA advisor Ben Percy was always saying, like it shouldn't read like writing. People shouldn't read exactly. and say, "Oh, what nice writing!" Exactly. You got there. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like I agree. Like you just swept me away, and I'm just going to follow right. you. That's that's what you want. That's right. I mean, one writer to another, you, I will sometimes read people's stuff. I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm reading writing to it drives me crazy. Yeah. But as a writer myself, I will sometimes go, oh, well done. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. That was good. You can't, I can't help but to say, or to think, Jesus, that must have taken some research. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That? Right. But I want to just feel like I'm being swept away. And you did a very good job of that, Sharon. So what was – Well, thank so, you. So okay, so you won this award with this thing. You felt like you had something there, and and so you're gonna try and do it. So what was the hard part on that? Like what was the part? What was the moment where you thought, I, I'm never gonna do this. Oh God, this is. Uh, you mean, Did you ever have one of those with it? Oh yeah, the hard part of writing a novel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought like. How am I going to do this? It's a technical challenge of writing two people, but they're speaking in one voice. And then it's fine, like, when they're five years old at the beginning, but then, like, well, okay, they're teenagers, and now they're in college, and, like, they're actually, okay, they're, like, they're going to have sex. So, right. you know, right. so how am I going to deal with that? Right. Um, and there's this whole, like, well, they're separated by body, but together in mind and I had to negotiate that and not make it too creepy uh, or cringy right. and I, I uh, and so that was hard and then um, also just kind of uh, leaving out the things that that they don't do together and only focusing what what are the things that people could do together and the things and things they could right right and thoughts they could think that are the same so right. um, 
Yeah, so it's kind of, um, and it's uh, and and also making it not too, not too claustrophobic, um, having right. people, um, and then also having this villain character. I mean, villains are really exciting and interesting. The the father, but I wanted people to also be uh, fascinated by him, and I wanted him to be a rounded character, not somebody that they. Right. I wanted him to be magnetizing so they couldn't look away. This right. kind of character who is um, – everybody has to be sympathetic in some way. We have to Absolutely. be able to have yeah. some empathy for them or they're just flat on the page and no one wants to, to read yeah. that. That is so true. And you did a great job with that. And uh, did you have to uh, – I mean, you really were getting into the – to sort of the psyche of twins, did you have to do a lot of research for that? Were you, what was like, how did you dig into that? Yeah, um, I did some research. I read some memoirs by twins in particular. There's a brilliant memoir called Her by Krista Paravani. Um, And I talked to some people I know who are twins. um, And there's a lot of twin research that shows freaky things like, you know, babies separated birth and they end up like, Marrying people with the same first yes, name or something, yes, and that's actually yes. true. I thought like this I know. Is an urban myth or something, but no, yeah. no. And yeah. uh, but I love that magical part, and I thought, woo, I can like, it's okay if I channel this sort of magical element of twinness. Um, that it and uh, so the research was fun. It kind of bore out what I what I was hoping it would. Right, but you could, but you couldn't have done that research when you wrote the short story. I wouldn't imagine, or maybe you did. Maybe you're that you're that. Thorough. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. It's probably after I decided to do the book. Yeah. 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 Because. Yeah. All right. Well. So. And. You, and. So. How nice. Because you had an idea for it, uh, and then you had to do the research to see if it actually worked. If there was anything to back it up, or if you just got to make it all up. Yeah. Like. Like we sometimes do, just make everything up. Yeah, we do have to do that. All right. Well. So. Uh, well. So the book is out. It's got some great reviews. Congratulations. Thank um, you. And you've got a book of poems coming out. Are you hard at work on your next novel, young woman? Is that is that is that happening now? Yes. Um, so I was I was joking about like how I try to do every genre um, uh-huh. and make my life as difficult as possible. But sure. um, but I am actually trying a new thing. It's still fiction and it's still a novel, but I'm I'm, I'm writing a, a novel for kids. Um, oh, uh, for kids young. like nine to nine to twelve, or oh, okay. yeah, or yeah, like yeah. nine to thirteen. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we um, so we we lived in Paris for two years, and so it's a it's a novel set in Paris, kind of based on my daughter's uh-huh. experience in a fresh, French immersion school. Um, oh. And uh, and then I have an so that one is kind of finished and on submission, and then I have another one that I'm writing about uh, a boy who has OCD and who has a special um, affinity with birds. It's called Bird Boy. And, and is that going to be for young people also, or is that an yes, adult Yes, and that's, that's also for young people, yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, of course, half has its own, has a young person's feel to it because you deal with them in their youth so much. And so right. maybe, you have, maybe, maybe you have a little thing for that. Maybe, maybe half was part of uh, your own introduction into this world of writing for young people. Yeah, you know, when I was five years old, I vowed that I would never forget what it felt like to be five, that I would never lose that uh, kid brain. This feeling yeah. of, like, no control. Everybody's making all my decisions for me. Right, uh, right. And I'm still, like, trying to, to, to remember that. And and uh, this is how scary the world feels when you're, you know, don't have. I remember. 
I can't was, make your own decisions. I think I was seven or eight. I was out in my backyard playing by myself, but loudly because that's what I was. That was my want. And our backyard abutted the backyard of some other neighbors, and one of them was this apartment house where some this guy lived who I thought of as the ogre. He was this big guy with his beer belly sticking out and his beard, and he came stomping down while I was playing. And he said, ah, keep her down. What the hell are you doing? And he kind of started barking at me. And you know what I thought at seven years old? I thought he has forgotten what it is to be a child. That was actually what yeah. I thought as he was barking at me. Yeah. I think it was true. I think it was he true. He did, well, and that's for- the – yeah. So if, if if all of us could just remember, the world would be a better place. It would be. It would be. It's absolutely true. No one would tell the – sometimes we, the stories we tell adults, we would never tell the children. But we yeah. Tell yeah. Well, good for you. You're going to fill the world with lovely stories for grownups and children. Good on you. Uh, I, uh, I, 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 hey, listen, if you can if – you, if, well, I shouldn't say when. If I say when – you publish these books for young people. Let me know. I'll have you back on the show. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, so young, young people are vulnerable, and we need to we need to think of the vulnerable among us. I think it's absolutely good. Absolutely. All right. Well, listen. Not quite quite done with you. So, if people want to learn all about Sharon Harrigan, where's the best place to do it? Uh, you can go to my website, SharonHarrigan.net. All right. And if they want to have you zoom in to their, their living room where they're drinking Chardonnay and reading your book. Will you do that? Will you have, will you do a virtual book club with, with our I listeners? will absolutely do. Yes, I will absolutely do a virtual book club. I would love to do that. Um, All right. Good, I think there's good. a lot to chew on in my book, so I think it'd be great for discussions. Most definitely. Most definitely. And uh, good. Well, okay. One more question, Sharon. Here's what I want yes. you to do. I want you to finish this sentence. If writing taught you anything it's taught you what the importance of empathy if you get in someone's head if you get in a character's head you can't help but have empathy for that person even if that person's kind of a villain and having an empathy seems to be what we need more of right now too Uh, yes it is impossible to have too much empathy in the world sharon there's no doubt about it well good for you Mm -hmm. Good for you. Thank you so much for being well, on the show. Thank you Best so much, Bill. It's been great. And thank you to Jeff, too. All right. All right. Well, thanks so much, Sharon. Okay. Thanks a lot. It was been fun. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Yes, indeed. Thank you to my producer, RJ Jeffries. Be well, my friend. And to all of you out there, a little empathy. A little empathy. You know, have patience and compassion. Everybody, I forget who said it, everybody is on a great journey. It's true. Everybody, everybody. Listen, I'll be back again next week. Yes, I will. In the meantime, you know, stay safe, find something you love to do, do it with all your heart.